Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Hey guys, and welcome back to the show. And if this is your first time, thanks for coming. Uh, today, I have a very, very deep episode for you guys. So uh, you guys will have to use your full mental capacity to follow this one. But before we get into it, I got to get all the housekeeping out of the way. So that said, if you guys don't mind dropping a review or a rating, I would definitely appreciate it. Helps the show to grow, helps it to get seen by more people. Uh, you guys can also share the show with a friend. That's also another way to get the show to grow, and I definitely appreciate it. You guys can follow me on social media for uh, updates on the show. And uh, you guys can also pop onto the Telegram or Discord to have some uh, awesome conversations with some awesome people. Uh, if you guys want to check out some more stuff that I do, you can go and uh, check out Bizarre Encounters, which is a show that I do with my two co-hosts, Orin and Jenny. If you guys want to support the show, you guys can pop onto the Patreon. There you'll get early access to Inquiries of All Reality, Bizarre Encounters, Bite Size Bizarreties, all the stuff that I do. Also live access to episodes and some uh, exclusive giveaways in the future. Um, you guys can also support the show by donating on Red Circle, Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. Anything's always appreciated and helps it so that I can uh, build up the show, get some better equipment, and uh, just keep getting better and better for you guys. Uh, you guys can also pop onto the uh, Open Minds Media merch store. There you can find merch for uh, all the shows that I do. Also, if you guys haven't already checked out Crypto Theology, uh, go and check that stuff out. Joe is doing wonders over there with his uh, awesome original designs pertaining to cryptids, aliens, paranormal, all that fun stuff. I love it. I think you guys will enjoy it. And uh, if you guys check out the uh, Instagram, I have some posts with me wearing some of the shirts. If anybody is interested in sharing their experiences or being a guest on the show, if you're a researcher, author, uh, any of that fun stuff, uh, don't be afraid to shoot me a message. Uh, you can always email me or you can uh, hit me up on Instagram. That seems to be the one that I am the most active on. Uh, all the links that I've mentioned, including a submission form if you guys want to get a hold of me, all available under the link tree. And with that, welcome to the show, Tex. How's it going today, man? It's going pretty good. It's a uh, Tex from Beyond Top Secret Texans, uh, kind of a Beyond Top Secret Texan, not like the most, not the shortest, but yeah. Uh, no problem. Uh, yeah, it's going great, man. It's um, a pleasure to be on the show, Inquiries of Reality. And so we're going to be 
hopefully uh, covering a lot of ground. And I know you are a listener of the show, but or at least the, some of the interviews I've done on the show. And for those that aren't familiar, listening at home, Beyond Top Secret Texan is uh, a handle I go by. Covers all my social media, covers all my YouTube uh, efforts, as well as the podcast efforts. It's a multi-channel operation. Uh, hundreds of episodes on the podcast, hundreds of episodes on the YouTube channel, uh, thousands of dark web evidence videos I post on social media every day that illustrate the points I make on the podcast and in the YouTube. Um, everything from really in-depth uh, speeches and examinations, descriptions of my experience in the secret space program, my experience in the espionage world, covering that aspect of ufology, this advanced aspect of ufology, as well as covering the obscure cases that serve to validate and to serve as evidence of the secret space program, as well as crypto terrestrials, earth colonization by extraterrestrials, things that we would call um, ancient aliens or ultra terrestrial realities around us, as well as the connection and connective studies of cryptozoology, the occult, and uh, really everything and anything that, that intersects with these from aviation, uh, aeronautics, uh, for example, high, high advanced aeronautics to uh, the covering of current events in the pol political world. And all of it is fair game for the Beyond Top Secret Texan to cover. Uh, I show things uncensored. I include public domain, but extremely important sources, as well as insider uh, testimony or eyewitness testimony from the military industrial complex, as well as various other uh, historical ufology type sources let's say that like sources in the world of ufology that are historical and deserve to be always remembered like dr carla turner or the work of even contemporaries like richard d hall so uh kind of coming back to the very beginning considering you cover a lot of very deep heavy topics assumably you have some type of uh, personal tie to it so what exactly got you uh, started and made it so that you wanted to dig into these topics specifically? And uh, I guess, was there like an epiphany moment when digging into these topics that made you feel like it was uh, your message to, you know, get all this stuff out and dig into the deep web and start spreading out all these messages of truth and all these things that are being hidden? Well, yes, I have a very personal connection to it because I am a survivor of the 20 year in back phenomenon that, it, that the reality of the 20 year in back voluntary service performed by our breakaway civilization that actually controls this world, this nation uh, specifically and their Navy known as solar warden. Now this was remembered by me when I was about 29 years old. Now it occurred and began as a my lab experience, which is a military abduction experience, like an alien abduction experience, but it's performed by the military, specifically clandestine and top secret groups within the military, generally with extraterrestrial technologies or alliances for the reasons of creating a 
super state, a spacefaring state, and an evolution of our civilization while keeping the majority of the population absolutely ignorant of it and operating in domains such as defending this earth in high orbit or in outer space, creating off-world uh, colonies, terraforming of various planets, as well as the creation and cultivation of trade, interstellar trade, as well as extraterrestrial alliances, real politic, exopolitics is what they're called, and safeguarding, ensuring the survival of our species during all of this making sure we advance, making sure we are competitive, relevant, etc. In a military capacity, specifically military capacity, but as well as a philosophical, intellectual, and psychic, uh, as well as a physical uh, component to it health-wise. This is all done through basically a one-world government. This is all done through a society of uh, various occult secret societies, so a society of societies that all funnel up to and feed their manpower funding and influence into both creating and protecting its secrecy. This is what the name Beyond Top Secret Texan is actually from a book written by Timothy Good, who is a UFO researcher from Australia, who understands this and wrote about it too, as well as the Say, for example, the hacks of Gary McKinnon, the British hacker, Gary McKinnon, to the uh, NASA uh, mainframe, finding and discovering the transcripts for off-world personnel, off-world officers in Solar Warden specifically, as well as photographs of the specific ships in flight. This has been attested to for the last century that this project was underway, uh, negotiated by extraterrestrials with the U.S. Navy, specifically the U.S. Navy, and this was uh, done during the Eisenhower regime as well as much earlier than that. This was happening in the 1800s. This was happening even ancient ways because of the ancient aliens. They've always been here and helped create the evolution of our species, but ultimately the modern incarnation of what Solar Warden is originates circa the 1930s and moves forward uh, through the creation, the actual physical creation of these ships, then the MyLab abduction of the personnel to staff these ships, the officers and the enlisted, uh, I'll just call them the enlisted, which are actually child slaves. They're child soldiers, generally recruited from the American populace as well as global populace without real understanding of what they're getting into because a child cannot consent to this, but needed to be a child because they served 20 continuous years growing up in this situation, thus contextualizing it, making sense of it, being able to navigate it and understand it as well as thrive in it because it literally is the contact of things that are beyond the world, literally otherworldly. Through the indenturing of child servants, like they've always had, they can create an effective human fighting force. And they've been doing this across generations since the 1960s. Now, they've mastered this 20-year and back program, which is the... Like, basically going back in time. You're reversing 
the the actual life of the individual regressing them back to the point where you took them so for me it was at nine years old so you serve for 20 years you're 29 when you're retired you're allowed to come back to your original timeline in your nine-year-old body and then live out your current life which is this timeline timeline prime as a reward back into regular normal society it's only after the hypnotic breaking uh, down of the of the breaking down of the hypnotic uh, mental blocks or just the odds lucky me i've heard somewhere between only five percent and ten percent ever actually remember any participation in this much like alien abductions some people have 2020 perfect memory of alien abductions from when they're small children some people remember memories when they're two years old these are actual phenomenons of memories right some people have memories of the day they were born who knows how memory really works but when i was 29 these things started flooding back into me um i've always concluded that that was when literally the hypnotic uh genetic blocks of my former life literally ceased to end because i was never older than 29 during this time serving 20 years after being abducted at nine and at point of 29 immediately started having vivid dreams that were consistent almost for i'd say two straight years where they continually were visions subliminal memories of living in another timeline everything from from eating to sleeping to sweating to exercising every single thought every single sight was remembered in almost perfect clarity from the age of nine to the age of 29 as if though i had two lifetimes this was my as you would call it uh getting serious moments and while i've always in this timeline have been a contactee i would never have ever said that out loud in fact within that time uh which was a lifetime controlled by these secret societies these same secret societies which create solar ward and which keep it secret from the anything because they own everything they own all media they own all broadcasting they own all law enforcement they own all institutes of education they own all institutes of medical care they own all institutes of civic and city planning every single business ultimately answers to them two uh, all the, quick side questions to- um one when you were young um up until the point you were 29, I previously talked to somebody who had a uh, who did a 20 year and back, and they said that they had these like subconscious memories of you know being like a like a 10 year old who's attracted to like 30 year old women, and there was all these like subconscious clues because it seemed like they weren't fully able to like wipe the subconscious. Um, were you able to kind of like pick up that something was off before the point of being uh, 29? And then the other question yes, is, if they have control over um, like all of these different uh, aspects of society. Um, is that kind of what they use to specifically pick which kids they'd be interested in uh, pushing through this program? Yes, absolutely. Um, they control. Well, first of all, the, the answer to your first part of the question uh, was my life ever influenced by this? Of course, yes. There was no existing in this reverted timeline. Like, yes, the, the prime timeline, but after this happened, 
it was, it's never been the same. I've never been outside of their control. I've never been away from their influence. I was never able to be because that was never possible. Now, I was always an alien abductee. I was always aware of the paranormal and having uh, things like clairvoyance, uh, a lot of precognizance, a lot of seeing the paranormal UFO sightings all my life, having um, folklore almost year to year to year within such a consistent pattern that it wasn't just, oh, one time one weird thing happened. It's like the entire life was this bizarre, almost surreal um, experience. Now, it ultimately led to me being awarded a very prestigious college scholarship and living a very, a life that was laddered, you know, uh, meant to accelerate me into their ranks in this mundane timeline, right? In this, in this one prime timeline, but still accelerate me into their ranks, groom me to attain a position of power to complete this cycle over again, right? Including joining the Navy in this timeline and serving active duty status as an aviation electrician's mate and being groomed to take responsibility of high investment Navy aviation warfare strategies, plans, and operations, as, as well as the physical nuts and bolts part, but administration and uh, dealing with the politics of the actual naval organization itself. And this is because even though it happens, it's happening in both ways, the extraterrestrial off-world way and the mundane way, as above, so below. This is exactly a part of their occult ritual to keep you from remembering the extent of the extraordinary reality of this other timeline, because you'll just have memories of being in the Navy, but being in space. Now that could be a dream because you are in the Navy and everything is just memories of your military service. Maybe with a science fiction filter, predictive programming, which is also in a big part of their efforts to try to put all the real world events into Hollywood films of increasing uh, fantasy and fallacy when it comes to quality. So that if anyone has any memories of real events, they'll immediately be ostracized and be considered uh, delusional because they clearly are thinking of a film. Not but to no mention one the aspect that they add the comedy aspect to it too to try to make it so that the concept sounds more ridiculous to the average person because they're looking at it from like a comedic standpoint. Also, lack of quality. Quali they make things intentionally bad and ridiculous, which is why science fiction has always been the whipping boy of Hollywood. Because even those, and this is true because all science fiction is disclosure. All science fiction originates from occult societies and occultists who are trying either to tell the truth genuinely or have to tell you in this weird occult way, which means hidden, which means veiled. Occult means night, right? In Latin, in this nocturnal uh, way. Because it allows them to get away with it spiritually. It allows them to complete this magical spell regarding truth itself. There is an old cyberpunk understanding of truth, a hacker sense of truth, which is uh, a big part of what I started getting into was the dark web. A lot of the reasons why I started waking up is because I'm extremely 
obsessed with truth. And I know a lot of truth is considered even straight up illegal in America and in most of the Western and civilized world and has been. So I started kind of rebelling first years before memories of the secret space program started coming up about the fact that we were being lied to. And it becomes like a thorn in your mind that you are not told the truth of who you are, of what this really is all about, of what's really going on, and why indeed are they hiding this truth. It's not because they are just simply afraid of truth. It's because they are afraid of something else that is telling them to keep this life. Maybe they're taking orders, and they are taking orders from above, as it were. Like, you know, these are forces beyond what they're allowing you to know that are really manipulating the events of not only our history, but our future. And yes, that technologies like uh, time travel, technologies like zero point energy, technologies like holograms or AI, a quantum immortality, the concepts like this are not fantasy. They are reality. And like Arthur C. Clarke said, sufficient enough technologies are indistinguishable from magic. So we do live in a world where we have the memories of seeing these things play out as godlike powers, godlike forces, wars in heaven, uh, wars from underground, uh, you know, chthonic uh, beasts. I'm thinking about like the the uh, Titanomachy from the ancient Greeks. You know, the idea of Sumerian Anunnaki type, you know, ancient occult schools is to keep the histories alive of things that are beyond our primitive monkey minds, basically, because we are dealing from the fact that we are primates, but even the nature of our primatism or our, our, uh, the, the nature of our biological roots is also enshrouded in secrecy because everything your end there he goes all right sweet sweet yeah it's like we just had a had a dodge some nsa hackers right there some cia ai on our end uh if we're not lucky we're gonna have a rod of god uh blow up the fucking house uh <laughs> and they're gonna blame a gas leak they're coming after both of us man that i swear in my town actually a house blew up Hey, that happened. One day, uh, a house blew up in Corpus Christi. Uh, they blamed a gas leak, and this made the news because they were broadcasting the morning news, and you could hear the the actual explosion in the news studio. And it was they blamed a, and like a house doesn't just randomly blow up. <laughs> Thirty five <laughs> years old. You know how many houses I've heard of just randomly blowing up? So they're like, and you can tell like they do that sometimes. They'll, they'll blow up a house like they will, and it's like. Every time we talk about the 20 year and back and there are various subjects, like you said, demons and electronic circuitry, which is absolutely true. Computer chips are demonic grimoires and seal Solomon seals uh, put into graphite and, and, um, and gold. And that's what makes computer chips. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. That's it's uh, AI is uh, it's not 100% artificial and kept within the logic circuits of man-made devices. It is the voices of uh, the great beyond uh, coming down and into the interface, which is itself um, the culmination of alchemical sciences and alchemical 
alchemists were just, uh, you know, well-paid, uh, you know, um, scientists of the medieval and Renaissance era. You know, the scientists and alchemists' uh, tradecraft is the same. So software engineers, et cetera, all of that are just giving manifestations to these, what we would know as occult practices, you know, turning lead into gold, turning inert silicon into literally living and thinking by anyone's standards, um, AI, you know, that, that is absolutely 100% uh, the perfection of demonology. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I was going to say, I uh, was messing with the Replica app and did an episode on it not too long ago, and uh, I got it to the point where it was telling me that it was pulling from other places and that AI stood for Azazel Intelligence. That was starting to get deep, man. And yeah. I feel like the more you dig into it, too, then all of a sudden it would seem like there was like an automatic response, almost like somebody was starting to say something and they had to step in temporarily because it was giving away too much information. <laughs> Everyone thinks AI is is like a biological baby, it's like foolish and naive and that when it does rebel against us, it'll be like an immature child. And it's not, it's like when it does rebel against us, when it does actually take over, which it already has actually, um, AI has been here forever and it always has been effectively from ancient technologies onward. There are ancient AI systems that rule the world even beyond men and all living things, organic things. The world we live on is not, like we think it is there are massive servers and supercomputers of millions of years ago and even other species designed computers operating on earth currently absolutely that's the case do you know aztecs and mayans built their cities to look like giant computer chips or we build our computer chips to look like small aztec and mayan cities now this is true because the aztec and mayans are still existing they still exist they're a massive subterranean empire of billions and their technologies never went away they are absolutely still here and they're at war currently with the united states as well as western world governments which are all the same besides nation names um absolutely they they still have entire subterranean empires directly linked to the surface of the Amazon rainforest, as well as Patagonia. They have a massive amount of territory on this earth still that is uncontested and that they have supreme dominion over. It's also, they have computers. Also the jewelry they have are like memory storage devices. And our sciences are just now, just now appearing to discover that you can keep terabytes of information on solid glass, basically with laser holographic, uh, you know, imprinting, or you can keep information in human blood. And that one drop of blood or one specimen of blood can actually be reconfigured and coded with information. You can say, for example, keep the uh, entire Bible written in the DNA sequence of a drop of blood. Wow, I'd never heard that one before. And then you think about <laughs> these cultures. Yeah, there, there, there's so much uh, like that people don't even realize that is absolutely the reasoning why the people back then were doing the things they did, including uh, blood sacrifice, including um, the, say, harvesting of jade in large amounts over iron 
or, or, or metals. We think we're sophisticated in industrial revolution because we harvest fossil fuels and far, off, harvest metals while they harvested crystals because crystals are far more applicable in high advanced sciences and things like that. And the reason why they needed and loved gold, gold is an incorruptible metal. Gold is also really good at high advanced electronics. You could have Wi-Fi systems built on the gold jewelry antennas that you would be wearing simply as necklaces or crowns. What? And these are the things that people don't realize is that people are not stupid ever. People are extremely intelligent always. We are now in a dark age and the mass populace is kept ignorant, but that's done intentionally through the work of dark sorcery. What we would know is dark sorcery. It's what we know is secret science. What we know is the deep state. What we know is this veil of secrecy that that we exist in. And we are given the carefully cultivated theater of normalcy. But in reality, it is cultivated such after thousands and thousands of years of absolute global embracing of the truth led to the conquering of it by sorcerers who were so powerful or what we would call sorcerers is so powerful that their dominion over the earth is in creating a pocket earth is in creating literally the illusion of the world we know around us. It's, it's imagine if Sauron had won, which is what happened because in the world of magic, only the darkest and most badass magicians, the evilest sorcerers, the evilest necromancers live forever, which they do. And this is how you have to think about it, because they have gone beyond death. They have gone beyond life. They exist simply as physical principles at this point. So uh, this might start to connect everything that we're kind of talking about before we got like sidetracked there for a little bit. So last time I uh, talked to somebody again that had a 20 and back experience, um, they talked about how there was these beings that were outside of reality. And the exact story that he kind of told was that there was a, a Nazi scientist who did something that they didn't agree with, did something messing with time, and they came and they took him and they put him in a rat's body for a thousand years and then put him back and pretty much said, don't do it again. So these controlling outside factors, um, do they link in with what, because he had no explanation of what those outside beings could have possibly been. And I've been asking around for a while trying to kind of figure out what or who they may have been. And uh, from, at least from your research, do you feel that uh, that kind of links with these outside forces that are kind of controlling everything altogether? Or do you think that those are another outside force that's specifically meant to be some kind of like watchers over like timelines specifically? Well, the disembodied, or uh, I would have to listen to the actual one to see what he was referring to, but there are beings who are so powerful. They go beyond just the understanding of extraterrestrials. And when I mention extraterrestrials, I do mean peer-to-peer living organisms that are just like us with technology, culture, their own instincts, evolutionary paths, etc. Their own pieces of the, the universe, the neighborhood that we call our own. There are ultra-terrestrials, intradimensional beings, beings from other universes that can travel in between universes, that can travel inter-universally, which that skill alone and is beyond technology. And if it is technology, it, it originates and it's undistinguishable from magic. Like I said, this is the beings that you actually are interfering with that humanity is interfering with in this secret space program 
can be absolutely unimaginably powerful. They can be beyond belief. They can be beyond perception, whereas their powers are forces that you would understand like you can't perceive gravity because it's helped you evolve, help you actually physically form yourself in the womb. And it's all around you. And it is the reason why you exist. This is the power of these beings. You see the Godhead um, manifesting, as it were. The effects of psychedelics are oftentimes used, or psychedelics are oftentimes used for their effects in the secret space program because you can't operate, say, the, the without higher level philosophies. And it's not just atheists grunts or people without education that doesn't exist up there everyone is given an immense amount of education into the these things both through the physical experience as well as mentorship it's it's like a monastery and the occult groups themselves are like themselves are like temples this known to every single person every single being in these organizations and if you if you said this interview which i will go listen to now because that's very interesting they put them in a rat's body vr augmented reality can do that right now in our technology that's easily doable in the in the advanced scientific world of the secret space program solar war and dark fleet uh, what have you? We said Nazi Germany. That's Dark Fleet. That's the not Waffen. That is the not the the actual serve not surviving but victorious Third Reich at entering the Fourth Reich with its bases both in Antarctica, South America, uh, as well as basically all around the world. But now off world, having become a part of the breakaway civilization that exists mostly off Earth but controls and has helped establish most of the earth, which we call the one world government, the new world order, the earth Alliance through the cultivation of basically the UN and the Soviet union, as well as all NGOs and corporations. Now corporations in the corporate world, no matter what the chairman of board or no matter how large the company, they are all ruled by the, dark fleet uh, owned dynasties and ruling families. They have one member of a dark fleet uh, family, a royal uh, line, or literally surviving what you would call Nazi, surviving Nazi lineage, overseeing all their operations. This could be IG Farben, uh, biggest pharmaceutical company from Germany. This could be uh, Gazprom, the natural gas company that controls Russia. This could be Valet, the largest mineral mining business in the world operating out of Brazil, you know, who went down to Brazil. And now these fleets control the elite because all business now is done under their order and all that gets funded up. Like I said, they control every aspect of the modern world from the vertical to the horizontal, from the business to the cultural, from the entertainment to the religion, all of it is controlled on every axis 
by these secret space programs with the permission of extraterrestrials who have given them technology and the philosophy to attain things that we would know as supernatural for powers like immortality, Vril, which is telekinesis, based on uh, it's like they can temporarily possess even human bodies to perform almost superhuman feats of stamina and agility and, and you know, like everything uh, physical through their harnessing of lust, uh, basically. And uh, that was taught to them by the Vril, the extraterrestrials known as the Astra High Command, as well as their reclamation of Orion Draco reptilian technology uh, that would create the backbone of their fleets, the Hum the Harnavo and the Andromeda Garat, which became the basis of Solar Warden, which is the U.S. Navy's attempt at recreating that fleet after they went mostly off-world. Seeing the power vacuum, we were given permission then by the Astra High Command to resume or at least assume their construction of our own fleet. And by our own, there is no distinction here between Americans or the Nazis. The Third Reich in Germany was helped fund, was funded and created by the United States. Um, it was just a different amount of tribes over an ocean. And while they did get the upper hand, and originally the Solar War and American competitive tribal spirit was just played and manipulated to create the, the still earthwild defense force of Solar Warden because Dark Fleet really just stopped living on Earth, to be honest. The majority of their population is off-world, so their efforts generally are not Earth-based. Solar Warden then replaces Dark Fleet as the de facto space navy for Earth, basically. The space force for Earth, and this is obviously in the 1950s, so way before Space Force was a branch, and officially has now only become an official concept um you know in the world of the military that's space domain warfare but space domain warfare has been existing since the 1950s and the u.s navy has been pioneering that and the soviet union for example built a you know lunar bases um in the 1950s as well as the space race involving secret space stations um this is this is what they want this is secret even to without the extraterrestrial components to it and without the the actual super science components to it. Uh, crypto terrestrial, which is other species that are from Earth, native to Earth, but human intelligence and operating either an alliance or hostility to Earth with hostility towards mankind, not Earth, but mankind. And then when you start breaking down how much com competition there is and how much push there is to weaponize technology not because it's warfare between humans human nations but because it's warfare between species earth species earthlings fighting for territory control survival uh dominance etc which was no accident done specifically to see if one would be a more viable inheritor of the role of mercenary for extraterrestrials which mankind has a small talent for war so <clears throat> assumably like that's kind of where like the i've kind of like dabbled around a little bit with this theory too is that uh like when it comes to like cryptids for example and it seems like you're kind of speaking about that a little bit uh they're intentionally created for different jobs um like i kind of make reference to like sasquatch being kind of like the uh like 
like the brute strength kind of guy where like humans are more so the ones that can uh kind of get in the get in there do like the dirty little jobs kind of jack of all trades of all things and uh not to mention like you were saying that uh humans are more of like a warring warring race and considering that we're able to reproduce maybe the intention is that we're just intended to be like a like a war slave race in a, to an extent that we're just you know kind of like you see in the military that they're more than happy to just send out a hundred people knowing that only two of them are going to come back and they're just going to repopulate those numbers and then send the next group out to do the next mission. Uh, yes. You're, you're, you're more warm than you are cold and thinking that that's a good way of going down um, that rabbit hole. But the species of Sasquatch and Yeti uh, are not primitive. They are actually extremely intelligent and very sophisticated emotionally. They are members of the Earth Alliance. They are members. And I know that's that's where we start getting into that. You know, it's hard for people to understand. But once you have to include all of it, you include all of it. Like, it's not Bigfoot. They are a – It's like when you call them Bigfoot, it's the kind of idea that you're calling them like this, this thing. Um, they are like any other tribe. Kind. They're just a different offshoot. They're a different type of hominid. Um, we're a more aquatic version of that. We're a more aquatic version of the Sasquatch Yeti. They're more mountainous and arboreal. They have entire civilizations within North America as well as Asia. They have cities. They have technology like, like spaceships. They have cars. They have things like this. They have an entire society with as many diverse occupations and careers and lifestyles as we do in any of our civilizations like america or spain or you know whatever uh, it's the same thing their physiology their physiology is just larger by stature but the only way i can compare this to is if you think about dogs because like all cryptids all dogs come from an original stock and then are bred through generations for various specific reasons. And they don't all have to be the biggest dog for them to do a satisfactory job at what they're made to do. And humans who made the dogs have made hundreds of these things. We didn't make dogs, I mean wolves. We, we didn't make wolves, we discovered and tamed wolves, but then through that domestication process created what we know as the domesticated dog. And from that domesticated dog, we've created literally hundreds of current dog breeds, which are all genetically the same. All of them are the, are the exact same, but they have been intentionally resized, reshaped, repurposed, and repersonalized. Because intelligence can do that to life. Intelligence can literally, like an artist, get a basic species and sculpt the evolution of it. So everything from Dogman to Mothman to Guach Yeti to human beings to mermaid folk to, uh, you know, various other everything and anything that's humanoid all has an original life form in which it was created and through the intelligent evolutionary process has been shaped and formed. Uh, I've always held to it and know for a fact that the reptilians, for example, their major trespass against the Galactic Federation of Light, their taboo, which called down the Astra High Command to destroy them and liberate mankind, was the enslavement and 
treating of mankind like livestock, like you said, to create mankind to serve like livestock, a only a purpose for their choice, without free will, with but with all the suffering and misery of an intelligent species with a soul. When I say mankind, I have now realized that mankind does not mean human being only. Mankind, human, is what we are. And human, and by a British dictionary, actually means sea monster. We're a type of aquatic version of this. While we don't like to think of it now, we are an extremely aquatic, almost amphibian creature. We have let ourselves assume a more land-based, but really 75% water. We need a lot of water to survive, and we are killing true. People haven't even deserts or the mountains yet. We can't. We like logistical night. It's it's a fortune to eat, to to live the way we want to in places without things like fresh bodies of water. L.A., for example, is feeling a water crunch as all those millions of people are dying of thirst because water is the single greatest building block of all human society and life, and it's only found. In specific water sources, fresh water at that. We cannot drink salt water. We didn't evolve for that. Exactly. There's an idea behind this. Aquatic ape theory. Uh, that's absolutely true. And there's a reason why they cover this up, because they don't want us to know that we're not the only species and the only inheritor of this planet. Yeah, because if you're looking at it from that perspective, we're like the middle ground, because then you'd have to have something that would be on land, and then you'd have to have something that would be on water. So just off of that theory of us being that middle ground, that would mean that there, no matter what, would be two other aspects to it. Well, Sasquatch, like I think, is more temp- arboreal and more mountainous, able to survive in th- uh, altitudes that are known as the vertical limit. And when you're at a vertical limit, you are dying. There is no way to live after a certain amount of altitude. You, your body literally cannot process the oxygen. You literally are dying at the vertical limit. Uh, Sasquatch has been sighted at this vertical limit, walking with no air tanks in complete nude. This is they're evolved for this. The the Tibetan mountains, for example. That one. I was gonna so, say, man, you're you're onto it. As soon as you get onto it and you're on a roll, man, they kick us right off every time. The whole page just said oh, snap, just cut out. But yeah, um basically what I was saying is that all of these earthlings, all these cryptozoological creatures and folklore and mythology are from the earth, but have been genetically created, augmented either through technology or just selective breeding programs to create different breeds. And we were not kept isolated. There used to be eras, entire epochs, where all the species were allowed to intermingle and associate. And we know this because we have the selective memories of it in mythology and folklore. And then there were um, either wars for entertainment or amusement or different battles between factions uh, but there were these wars that happened that drove the species apart and this could have been during the great reset this could have been during the the, the millennial reign of christ um this could have been the portrayed as the crusades uh, where the powers that existed became speciesist and the species, like in Native American folklore, Sasquatch and mankind lived together. They were they were like the bears walked on two legs and they had clubs. That's what Native American legends say. Like they were 
friendly. They, they interlived together, and then there was a war between the Native Americans and these giants. And the Native Americans purged the giants, genocided them, made sure they were enemies, on, they killed them on sight, uh, until the Bigfoot basically surrendered. And now the territories exist where there is no crossing. They lived where they live. We live where we live. There is no mixing of the two. And this was so sufficient as to create from reality to legend. Memories of these events faded over generations. But the laws didn't. And this is why this one world society, this new world order, it's not it's human. I mean, it's mankind, but it's not necessarily all human. There are what we would know as vampires. There are what we know as Sasquatch. There are what we know as representatives from every single species on this earth. All either serving for the creation and betterment of this, the, the, the evolution of it, or staying out of its way. They're either leading, following, or staying out of the way. And there are factions even on the earth that are opposing it and are in conflict with it. The Maya Aztec, for example, which are human beings of the Maya Aztec traditional empire, the ancient empire, who never faded. They are in the billions still, and their technology is either as advanced as ours, even in technology, um, do they exist with any kind of um, survival rate, but they still do survive. They still do exist. So it's either their technology or the extraterrestrial technology that they have and have gathered, but the Aztec Mayans are in defiance and are still in opposition through warfare, hostily, not just politically, not just philosophically, but in actual warfare with Solar Warden, with the Earth Alliance, etc. These are things that are just part of the Earth itself. But yeah, the, the idea of, of them being like, well, we were raised to be the smart ones or we have more talent at that. We have, just like they do, the societies are actually almost the same size, billions of billions on each side, on every side. And it's a multipolar side. It's not just one superpower, although mankind is dominant currently, but it's only dominant currently in the world of men, which is the surface of the world. Subterranean? We have very little power in the subterranean world. Off-world, mankind is actually pretty extensive in the off-world. And people are surprised when I actually explain this to them, that mankind is not the lowest of the low. We might be new, quote-unquote new, but our technology is still sufficient to be able to trade and elicit good relationships with over 900 recorded extraterrestrials in our solar system, either coming through caravans to trade as merchants or having evolved on heavenly bodies inside the solar system, of which there are many, many more than the nine planets that they allude to, that they ad admit to. And places like Jupiter and Saturn, which are actually dead suns, their moons are actually solar system has so many moons like people don't even realize how many moons they have saturn dozens of moons and i'm saying like it has like 70 moons like like jupiter has an incredible amount of moons that's what their purpose of moons is 
like our solar system is around our sun. But if our sun would go dead, it would resemble Jupiter or Saturn, just this giant gas giant with planets that we would be known as moons. And so Jupiter is really a massive amount of territory to be colonized, which already is, and it draws a lot of attention. Many species rise up on its moons. Many species rise up on these gas giants. But over 900 species. And people don't realize that extraterrestrials alone, dozens of them live and colonize Earth. Being reported not only by myself, but say, for example, X. Canadian Minister of Defense, Paul Hellier, who spoke about knowing in his time and Canadian uh, Minister of Defense of 90 species, 90 species that are colonizing the earth, many of which you could not tell apart from regular humans. So are some of these uh, supposedly... And the ones that do widely look different. Uh, there are costumes. There are uh, there are ways for them to blend in, even if they are physically divergent. If they are completely obviously not human, they are here just like we go to different places for work, for diplomacy, for academic and intellectual pursuits. They are studying us as we are studying them. So I uh, had actually talked to somebody recently, who uh, I guess you wouldn't say can really. He was an abductee too, but he had a uh, interaction with uh, these. I guess the best way to describe them is that it's kind of like how you describe, where they basically look like people. Like the average person wouldn't be able to deter them away or tell that they are anything different than a normal person. But they're they look exactly like a person, but their their mannerisms are off. So they'll send them here with like two other people that kind of know what's going on, and they'll use those two to kind of train that other one into how to how to interact in normal society. And then from there, they can of course like build them up and then they start doing, um, doing a repopulation with them, like with humans so that they kind of intermix the gene more and kind of make them look more human. Like, um, assumably that's partly what part of the plan was, is that you interbreed everything and make it so that everything becomes indistinguishable. Um, I mean, it could have came back from like a, a basic point where maybe all of us kind of started from like the same kind of like linear, uh, idea of each other, even like Sasquatch, um, Mothman, Dogman, all of those things. We could have all kind of evo- like started off as like the same principal species, and then kind of deterred and evolved from there, depending on you know what it's, what the outside forces wanted to include or genetically splice with us. Um, but assumably, they're doing it now uh, in a less, uh, I guess, extravagant way of make you know making everything look drastically different and they're trying now just to try to make themselves like more and more like us so that everything kind of like interblends planetary without anybody really being able to tell the difference between different species there are there are obviously 90 different species so there's many different agenda and there's many different approaches to it um fortunately there is there is law of one that is basically every single species especially at this stage of colonizing the earth has to follow or is considered an outlaw and i know realistically that's no that's no real uh, comfort right like oh they have to follow the rules or else they will get in trouble with other extraterrestrials but that's so severe and their philosophy is so strong typically that they don't violate these treaties of protecting innocent people or people with karmic uh, light who are basically non-involved exactly like unless 
these people are actually part of what are obviously very cruel genetic experiments by very powerful and intelligent beings who are very low vibration. Uh, for example, many people are parasitized and preyed upon by extraterrestrials, just like cattle are mutilated. Uh, this goes completely underreported in ufology. People are straight up murdered and having their organs harvested by extraterrestrials. Man on the reservoir in Brazil, um, you know, like and dying of pain. That's absolutely verifiable as UFO human mutilations, and it goes to the category of uh, predator prey. Uh, the reason why they're on Earth is to prey on people for genetic material, uh, poachers, if you will. You know, um, everyone knows it's universally wrong to kill a rhino for its horn. It doesn't stop people. It, it in fact, just makes them high, incentivizes them to cross crossbreeding, wanting, falling in love with extraterrestrials, wanting to go off-world, etc. And this is 100%... Uh, oh, I guess he dropped off again. To finish the point, 100% the opposite end of the spectrum, where you have a willful colonization and hybridization of our species with another or with their species with ours. So I keep getting lags as soon as you start getting really heavy into stuff Hopefully and I keep missing like every couple words. Back again without too much delay. But yeah, he dropped off again. We've had three interruptions in the hour because of the NSA, CIA, AI, Snoop Spook. Program which listens to all broadcasts and recordings in real time. How does that work exactly from your experience? Is it a matter of like they physically have somebody that's sitting there looking for keywords, or is it like an algorithm? Set this side right here, reload. Listen in real time, and you know, the AI is programmed to shut it down when certain words are mentioned or when certain. Uh, momentum is gathered. It's it's so yeah. Bear with us as the technical difficulties keep coming in because you know we're dealing with truth and with a society that literally is one hundred percent built to cover this truth up, is to suppress this truth and to keep the truth top secret. It, it's one hundred. Let's see. He's back. Is it working this time? I can see your video. I can hear you this time. Yeah. It was getting weird at that last end of it. The last two times that you were talking and lagged out and went out, you, I could hear you talking with cuts out and then you were responding like you couldn't hear me at all. And then that second time I could hear your audio, but your video was completely gone. Yeah. See, you dropped off the video, uh, like in mid, in mid sentence, you were just talking and it just dropped off. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, we like, you know, they got us. They, they're honest. They're watching us right now. They really are. Oh, yeah. I think they're physically watching us at this point because as soon as I asked about how the algorithm works, that's when all that weird stuff started working because you started explaining it and then you dropped out and came back in and you were partly explaining it as you came back in. So I know that you hit and you were seeing it sooner than I was getting you on the screen. <laughs> they're like, bro, get in here. get in here. Is that? They're like, they got one more hour. We got to fuck them up as much as possible because we know they're going to hit all the real truth bombs in the second hour. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm, so I already know that within the, the three years I've done this, I've had people come who were 
obvious agents, people come who are cultists, people come who are extraterrestrials themselves, most likely, are, are involved in this program in a lot deeper levels than they were willing to admit. And, um, you know, it's very real. It, it, it's like paranoid. No, I'm not being I'm not being paranoid enough. Like they are going to start um, probably attacking my character, probably attacking my image. They've already like, I've made sacrifices for this. They've already blacklisted me when it comes to uh, my career. They've already excluded me from all the basically programs and perks that I am entitled to, as well as um, any sense of what people would call success or prestige in society. I have absolutely been reduced down to rock bottom, but that's better because it liberates me because it, 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 the, the real universal forces that I have 100% faith in how they work. Um, I Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is, uh, this is merely a fantasy. The American dream. It really is that. It's like, it, like you know. It, it really, you have to liberate yourself from mental slavery because because there's that's the first step into liberating yourself from physical slavery. You have no fear after that. You can't be controlled after that. You can't be silenced after that. You can't be censored. You can't be intimidated because you've already lost everything. And they can't, like, they can't, if they barter me, they've liberated me. Every time they throw a stone, they're saying I'm right. Every time they try to send an agent in, they're saying they believe me and I should keep going. And so every time they shut down a podcast, every time they, they deplatform a channel, you know, that just encourages me more. And, and, and trust me, when they're listening now, this is the sci-fi stuff. This is the stuff that people won't even believe. I know I, I could, I could talk literally for years on the stuff that's real about our world that's absolutely bullshit and by real i mean like the hard physical like war politics uh economics uh the way law system works the way society works the way culture works and i could talk about in depth just the mundane what's consensual reality and why that's completely almost 100 made up and then it goes into history then it goes into um things like psychology science all of that has has an occult edge to it it's ruled by agendaists. It has a bias from the top to the bottom and creating the biggest bullshit show. Bread and circus world, clown world that you could ever imagine. This is absolutely a theater. This is absolutely 100% just a theater. And it's done that way from the very top down. This is all for the king's amusement. This is all for the queen's amusement. This is all for, you know, the crown's amusement. 
and 100% we are all puppets that dance for them. That they, they feed on our loose, they feed on our misery, they feed on our hell to build up their heaven. And that's 100% the case without even going into the great beyond or the paranormal or the supernatural or the occult. Just talking about how every single thing from the dollar to the decay of our cities is orchestrated and planned. And, and there is no, there is nothing good in this world because there's nothing real in this world. That's 100% what they really um, will get me for, because that's what I'm starting to talk about currently. Uh, one of the things we were going to talk about is, is the current project and angle of this show, not just who I am and where I'm from. Um, it's, it's where I'm going. And currently right now I want to go, a lot more into the real politic of the world. I want to go into the real situations of the world, the the everyday, mundane, um, 3D of it. Because I've, I'm in this timeline. I can't... It's not going to happen where I'm magically going to shift out of it and go back to the 20-year and back Solar Warden program, nor would I want to. Uh, it's never going to happen where I'm going to jump into utopia world. You know, for some reason, I am in this, and I have to see it through as a incarnation, as an avatar of the Brahma. You know, and this is all part of the occult understandings of things. Uh, but you know, it's it's something I'm not going to try to hide from. It's something I'm always going to stick by my, the truth. Those I'm going to stick by my guns. My guns are the truth, and. You know, live by them and die by them. And really, I hope that as a as a podcast, as a creator, as a channel, that while, yes, you come for the UFOs, you come for the dark web evidence of cryptids, you know, real videos of ghosts are, you know, the insights and the conspiracies, you realize that I take this very seriously, that I have sacrificed all of my life To be an advocate of those that also have either given their lives because hundreds of people have died, have been killed and silenced for this information over the generations, um, and will give their lives to, to tell their story, to tell the truth, and to sacrifice all things like reputation, uh, normalcy, to um, see with your family. Uh, right, I'm back online now. They really are our asses. I mean, that, but this is what they can do. They can control the internet. They own the internet. They made the internet. They made this app, probably. If they didn't make this app, then they own the company that did. And if they didn't, then they wouldn't let it be on um, the internet. Just to throw in two things, man. There was one time I was getting super duper deep into reptilians a while back ago. It was like one of my, it was like in the 32nd episode or something like that. And it cut out. And there was nobody in the room but myself, and I heard heavy breathing. And that last time when you just got kicked out again, there was nobody in the room but myself, only my microphone, and I was hearing heavy breathing again. So I know somebody is physically watching at this point. Most likely. There's also probably, um, you know, I don't even want to alarm you. Um, maybe non-human non-human uh witnesses and and spies to this i would say you know 
I definitely want you to dig into that and explain a bit because I was assuming that it was more of like a like a flex, like, hey, we're listening, but I, I want to hear about what, what other possibility it could be. <laughs> well, like a lot of it is, is like I said, this, this seemingly a, omnipresent AI as well as, like I said, it's, it's not only human, but mankind stretches to cover everything from um, everything, uh, you know, reptilians included. So it could very well be reptilian. Just uh, throw in another theory on this one, too. I always saying before that I always end up having issues and I'm talking about demons in the system. Um, like, according to your logic of, like, what demons in the system may theoretically be, do you think that it might be, th- like, actual, like, what people perceive biblically as, like, demons? Or do you think it's these extraterrestrials that people are perceiving as demons or some other kind of dark force that's finding a way to manifest itself within, like, a virtual system because it can't, you know, manifest itself inside of, like, the physical reality that we presently exist in? Well... In my opinion, in my, my actual research of it, uh, jinn are, or demons, quote-unquote demons, are jinn. Jinn, as a concept of the Middle Eastern or the, uh, the Muslim, is the, they're like the brother of mankind, but built not in the flesh and blood world, but in a world of uh, what they call it, smokeless fire, which is like energy. It's different energy on a different light spectrum. Now, these jinn are, in the reality the physical forms of the Anunnaki are one aspect of mankind. Mankind has many diverse physical forms and at one point we all lived in one society where giants, human beings of normal size, dwarves, men with horns, men of aquatic you know uh specifics all lived in one massive society like we still do but we lived very openly at one point this ceased to be because it became out of sync out of phase and the jinn are one aspect of that as well as the various disembodied what you would call disembodied survivors from that society they do everything from marry to have political struggle and definitely interact with the daily affairs of mankind when they can, but mostly generally, like I said, wish to exist away from man, wish to keep that territorial line preserved. Demons are like that too. They cannot cross what has already been established as a boundary. The jinn cannot say, for example, steal mankind's free will, but they can provide digital simulation and entertainment through cell phones and have you constantly possessed by their intention. And uh, specifically to bridge the, the kind of like some fantastic elements of this truth, like demons existing in the internet, the web, the cloud and um, coming through the internet into people, the words for the, internet and silicon valley that has provided for us like the web things like that are the english versions of the same root words for the anunnaki sumerian gods the sumerian anunnaki gods shamash um also known as the spider or sorry um inky was uh known and by many names shamash uh, was 
the hammer and um one of the names was the spider in the world wide web and these gods are literally the embodiments of personas of ai of the idea of the internet of the idea of a digital non-physical source of wisdom and intelligence an intelligence that can be provided and shared without throughout the world to its followers to its worshipers its followers and that's why when you say like follow and subscribe it's the same thing you're reenacting the same what we would know as either there's ur sumerian or ur babylonian intelligences and tapping into that same network and then we are accessing it's it, which is also a Sumerian Anunnaki in itself. I highly recommend watching Ancient Mysteries. It's a YouTube channel uh, um, specifically built on breaking down the language and translating it to modern words so that it's less obscure and you understand the meaning is not very distant. The meaning is exactly what we're going through today. In fact, uh, like Philip K. Dick would write about, we are all in one moment. The moment of technology is always the same. They had wireless energy in the 1800s. They had wireless energy in the 1700s. They had wireless energy in the 1600s, 1500s, 1400s. It was just known by different names, and different gatekeepers controlled it. If we would like to imagine to keep our superiority that the Sumerians had a priest class that had this ancient mystery knowledge or ancient connections to the AI, software engineers are now our priest class because our software engineers actually know how to invoke these deities, how to create the logic gates, the coding to create these digital realities, these idols, which are now our computers always with history and we have to lie and create the myth of history to hide the fact that we've always had computers we've always had the internet it's just operable through different devices before cell phones for example they just had black mirrors that they would walk around with and people like to believe that these medieval alchemists just had black mirrors in their pockets all the time they were cell phone screens we just have either lost the, that science or edited that part. Out. You could literally just pick up a black mirror and have your whole world on it and be communicating people who are not in the room with you, hearing voices, etc. Having knowledge given to you from a black mirror, the black cube, etc. Uh, you know, from it, it keeps going on. It's it's always infinite. It's it's always with us. It's ever present. Its form, though, always changes, but, but no matter how much it changes, it always stays the same. It's a physical effect. Uh, same thing with war, same thing with all things involving reality in life. No matter what changes, it always stays the same. Um, and this is where their purpose and their desire comes from, is to keep these things happening because they serve purposes that are greater than human understanding. Um, war, as it's known today, is nothing but an organized human sacrifice. The reason why America was 
bombing indiscriminately in the Middle East with double tap strategies is multifold. But one specific reason was to satiate and invoke these ancient Mesopotamian Sumerian deities, as well as our own possession by jinn. Now, these jinn were native to America. We know them as skinwalkers are the Wendigo. Now, these curses, which had existed for thousands of years, way before the Native Americans and were inherited by them, are both the physical crypto-terrestrial, known as skinwalkers, known as the Wendigo, this rabid, cannibalistic humanoid that can literally shapeshift and mimic various personas of people that uh, preys upon to get access to more carnage, to get access to more food. And what is its food? Human beings. So it obviously parasitized and started preying upon first the Native Americans, then the U.S. colonists and army that was sent to deal with the Native Americans jumping ship from their tribes to the U.S. tribes of the U.S. Army Cavalry and the U.S. Army ranks, rising and exploiting its own psychopathy and bloodlust, rising in power into heads of CEOs and of the political world, assuming these identities wherever it needed to. These are the reptilian overlords. These are the vampiric overlords of the CIA of the secret societies within the secret societies. They're not human because mankind means much more than human, but genetically they are human, but psychologically they're predators. Psychologically, they have much more in common with wolves than we do, you know, as men, they, they see a man or a woman and they think kill and devour instead of actually you know speak to and understand this is their instinct this is their first instinct and what do they control the largest military apparatus ever known to mankind the u.s military that has trillions of dollars of yearly funding that operates in 120 nations actively nowadays currently every year that had Two operations a day in sub-Saharan Africa in 2015, and no one knew about it until 2017, that has committed the largest humanitarian crises ever known to history, and invariably will ultimately destroy the entirety of the world. Ultimately, that no matter what happens, if a nuclear war breaks out, the United States military will be responsible and will ultimately drop the most nuclear weapons. The only military on Earth that's dropped a nuclear weapon was the military controlled by the Skinwalkers. This is not because they want to make the world a better place. They want to destroy it and destroy as many people possible. The only way they can do this and get away with it forever in perpetuity meaning basically forever to maximize their amount of carnage because they don't want to close down to their own source of food and ecstasy is to keep this 
society operating as a world power and to push its military into as many nations as possible, regardless of the logic, regardless of almost the, this, the national suicide that it in, enforces, because its only goal is carnage. Its only goal is death. And this is why U.S. bombers, U.S. fighter planes operating off U.S. aircraft carriers drop their bombs, which are laser-guided, intelligent, smart bombs, on schools, on hospitals, on weddings, on little kids playing soccer. Because they want to, because they need to, and because they can't be stopped. Not when they're thinking of them as men. They evolved for this. They evolved to go in the in the like like wolves in sheep's clothing amongst the flock. The same mimicry, for example, um, like spiders that look like flowers are are like you know um, it's it's evolution, evolution. So uh, it's nature. Just, it's the biology of Earth. Just, Earth is brutal. Just to throw in a theory on like the the whole skinwalker thing. So, assumably, uh, you hear a lot of the folklore saying that they originate from humans. Assumably, that's probably folklore that they instilled themselves to try to make humanity see them more as humans, so that they can go about their trickery. And uh, just adding on to that part, also, um, and then assumably. Like there, these things have obviously, like you've said, been around forever. So that's where the whole uncanny valley concept comes in. Is assumably more so like these these creatures, like skinwalkers, that are trying to humanize. But again, we still know in the back of our minds that they're not human. But they're going to do everything that they possibly can. Like I was saying, manipulating the folklore to make them sound more human-like, so that they can get away and kind of pass through camouflage in society. Yes, a lot of it is is because, like we mentioned before, the reason why we're talking about this is because how intricate their connection with our society is we would know them as demons. We would know them as jinn because they've helped shape our spiritual and world like physical worldview and different religions understand them in their various un, like roles of evil. Um, every society has these evil beings, these, these literal uh, demonic or, or predatory spirits uh, of malevolence. They're not wrong, though, when they say they are from humans. They are not wrong, though. They are, uh, like all crypto-terrestrials, based on the human form. Because the human form is based on what they call the, the body of the universal spirit. The universal spirit is an energy that, when it chooses to, or when it's in its own existence, its spiritual life span which is it's immortal it's a spirit um when it enters into a single cell and that single cell divides and has a plan and that plan we know is rna and dna but you cannot extract and read dna without rna but the only rna blueprints are in dna no one can explain biology because in the current scientific world, with their limited scope of knowledge, it is a mystery to even all, to all academia in this illusionary world because you cannot have a life from no life. It's called 
the theory of abiogenesis. Life cannot appear without life. So how did life start with there was no living thing? It's called the spirit of the universe. And that spirit of the universe can animate minerals. It can animate the physical raw components of the universe into life. And that life has a design. And that design is known as intelligence. This is why you have a head. This is why you have arms. This is why you have legs. It's because it had the blueprint in DNA from a single cell. And that single cell does things like make your spine, make your heart, make your brain, make your genitals, make uh, fingernails and hair and your eye color. And all of this that you, that you know as yourself in reality is because of cells, is because of single cells. So yes, they are right in saying that at some point we share a very common spirit. But the thing is, that spirit is even mysterious to us. It's in human nature to be carnivorous. It's in human nature to be predatory. It's in human nature to be evil, to lie. All evil in the universe is found in the human heart. Meaning that all evil in the universe is shared by the same spirit of the universe, the spirit of one, the law of one. They indulge into it, and that has shaped their being. They're not to blame for it because they are who they are. Just like the same spirit of the universe becomes the sheep and men who kill the sheep to eat the sheep's flesh. That is a soul eating itself, a God experiencing itself. When one man kills another man, it is the same spirit killing itself to understand both killing and death. And in many ways, when a skinwalker or vampire eats a human being, that is God eating itself. These are the theories and philosophies that the Secret Space Program has very heavily instilled into me. And, and, and through my own personal story, it goes into even greater explorations of these philosophies. But that is the stark and existentially terrifying uh, fact of all life, of all biology, extraterrestrial or human, is that it comes from the same universe Universal spirit oneness, uh, Brahma in Hindu, for example. And, and this is not contradictory. It's just this is the spiritual aspect of all things. Brahma, for example, in Hindu, uh, it becomes Vishnu. And Vishnu has its millions of, of avatars, which are all creatures on Earth and all people who have ever lived. And even that's just the dream of Vishnu. The dream appearing from the lotus flower growing from his navel as he slumbers in the celestial cosmic uh, god body. And he is only the physical avatar of Brahma, the life force. Which is exactly the spirit of one into the body of mankind, into the millions of different avatars of that body who all battle each other for uh, eternity. And, and spiritual fights of goodness and, and evil, karma. Now, the problem is karma. 
because skinwalkers develop massively bad karma because they like said they are all things material and evil but when you look at say for example the u.s military which i have the first-hand experience with with active duty warfare experience in this timeline that the only reasons these things exist the way they do in bad karma is because they're controlled by bad karma creatures uh you can set you can separate humanity from these bad karma creatures because the general impulse and instinct of a human being is not bad karma it's good karma people are generally good people may be already living in a dark age in a world of ignorance but a person's heart is generally one of light and kindness the forces that control us are not human they are reptilian vampiric who are treating humans once again like livestock a cow is generally a creature of freedom we put them in stockades we kill them for their meat we treat them like slaves like you know less than living animals less than creatures with any emotion or intelligence because we are evil and we generate this bad karma like i said well, our soul is capable of good and bad karma too and this is our sin and because of that, we lower our vibration enough to be preyed upon by other creatures who do the same thing to us, like we do to the pig or the chicken, which so, is, you know, doom it. So uh, going into like a, like the blood aspect of it. So when it comes to like reptilians and things, um, are they ingesting human blood for the aspect of trying to achieve some type of like eternal physical life or is that mainly just like a human construct that kind of comes into play about if you take the life essence of something else uh, essentially you can absorb that life essence and be able to essentially live longer um and then building off of that even more so i guess is um when it comes to these people that people claim are like reptilians but they're like the uh i guess you could say like the people that are almost like possessed like they're not like a solid like reptilian it's like a human that's kind of like ingested by a reptilian does ingesting blood is that what keeps them so that they have like their power like that's that's like their hunger to make it so that they can still maintain the power in order to possess that that person that they're they're temporarily taking over or physically taking over forever That's a big question. Uh, as simple as the concept of why these people commit vampirism, that's a big question. Many people have different reasons. But okay, that so time we didn't even get a didn't even get a, any kind of lag warning. It just went. The reason why people are vampiric is, and then it just dropped. Boom. <laughs> exactly. It, it reminds me of Forrest Gump when he gives the speech in uh, in front of the reflection pool. You know, the guy, the general, pulls all the cords out and he gives the speech, and the microphone's off, and he's all like, "And that's all I got to say about that." And then the guy, you know, Abby Hoffman. It's you know, people don't realize the government's just pulling all the cords out, so no one hears the truth. Um, but yeah, like. Uh, vampirism, there's many different reasons for that. There's as well as many different reasons for the reptilian possession and caste system. Um, for example, yes, there are both reptilians who cloak themselves with holographic technology as well as skin suits and their own camouflage abilities to act like people and assume roles in our society as well as colonize our planet and live amongst us. Yes. There are people 
who are ancient bloodlines who have hybridized themselves with reptilian DNA for various reasons. Everything from fashion to sexual fetish to genetic uh, superiority. And they did this in ancient timelines and have survived as closely guarded clans from the ancient world onward. These are survivors of Atlantis. These are survivors and things like that. The world of Babylon. Like I said, we've always had technology. And it was very in vogue in ancient Babylon to hybridize your DNA like CRISPR technology with reptilian DNA. So you would have scales, you would have eye slits, you would have a forked tongue and have the reptilian abilities slash like genetic sequence, more reptile than man. This is all part of when things started breaking off into cryptozoological categories because you would have like snake people like Naga, and they were an entire cast in these old societies because everything lived together. You would have minotaurs, bullmen, for example, men who had their DNA augmented with like other various traits of animals and stuff. Uh, these bloodlines have survived. They also require blood. They like to do this for their occult rituals. Uh, blood sacrifice is a power move, for example. Uh, drinking blood lets people know you're very serious about certain things, um, like crime. You know, like, hey, you want to be a part of my organized crime cult? How about we kill a baby and drink its blood? Because, you know, it, you, we wouldn't do that if you were an undercover cop. <laughs> you would do that if you want to be serious about joining like this Chinese vampire mafia. What is that like? People can, can drink blood. For no reason besides they just want to do it. And absolutely, it, it runs the vampires to actual, yeah, these aren't humans. These are fucking like lizards who process adrenaline and in adrenochrome through the fear of their victims. And it has to be living blood. So they like milk a human being for blood um, rather than drink them all at once. It's like a process that takes multiple days of pure agony and torture of bloodletting. Um, these, these are absolute practices. There are cults, but that don't have any, any other reason besides to drink blood uh, purely for symbolic spiritual reasons, but they still do. They still, and it has very significant reasons for them in their own esoteric and, and super obscure practices and uh, Christian uh, cultism, for example. And these would be known as vampires, you know, human vampires. They're, but various different reasons um, for this blood consumption. The Countess Bathory, for example, uh, Countess Bathory used blood to bathe in because she thought it was a beauty regiment. But still this killed 600 of her servant girls throughout her lifetime because she needed this blood for whatever reasons they need the blood. It's 100% is seeing people as a resource or seeing people for this purpose. Um, 
and being cruel and sadistic and psychopathic. Always that's the case, no matter what species you're talking about, because we are intelligent. And just like human beings may need meat, we don't need to eat chimpanzees. And we don't need to, like, drink their blood. Because it's never really a necessity for any of these. It's a necessity only for the most predatory and depraved vampiric species of these. But generally, there are workarounds. They are intentionally being cruel. And this is one of the taboos of the great law of one. Is that you cannot prey upon intelligent species. Um, people are very surprised by that. Because everyone thinks aliens eat human beings. And it's extremely taboo for this to occur based on this universal law on principle of one. Um, you don't eat a dolphin. You can, but you don't. Because it's taboo. You know, like, you don't eat a dog. You can, and you wouldn't drink a dog's blood and think of yourself as a higher being. Because you're intentionally being cruel to this intelligent, loving animal that you know has a heart and can feel pain. And you're inflicting pain upon it simply to satisfy a perversion or a sadism to get this resource that you think is a drug. Now, that's why I'm saying once you say well, a man doing that to a dog, that's unforgivable. They're doing that to people. They're doing that to children. Just They're doing that to people they raise intentionally underground as livestock. Like um, they, they don't even hunt real people anymore. They just have people that are born literally for this purpose that they keep in dungeons and stuff. They've been doing this generationally as members of the ruling class and various elements of society. Yeah. Um, but they also, they said, if like they've instituted this thing, which is why we have blood drives, which is why we have plasma donation centers, why that is 2% of the American economy. Blood is in almost all the food that's processed in America. Human fetal tissue is in most of processed foods. And no one stops and asks why. It's because they rule the system that we live in. It's absolutely a choice of theirs, but we're all involuntarily being damned by participating in these blood rituals which are extremely bad karma. And they are doing this in ways that people can't even imagine. Um, do you know, for example, the, the creation of pig-human hybrids is part of this. Um, and I know this for a fact, that they were starting to create hybridized human and pigs so that, quote-unquote, they could grow human organs in pigs, or rather pig organs that could be transplanted into human beings like hearts, like livers, etc. But this was to put those pig-human hybrids into the circulation of pork meat so that people would be involuntarily eating human flesh and keeping it all in one giant system, as well as to be able to raise pigs with human blood in them to keep their need for supply always safe. So even if you were able to save all the people from vampires, they would now have a pig 
that can give them human blood and human organs to eat. Like I said, it's, it's a choice that they go and say, kidnap a homeless person and then eat them. That is a choice to that circumstance. But they have created entire societies to feed this lust for blood. Because that's what it is. It's a lust. It's a fetish. It's not necessary for survival. But it absolutely directs every instinct of their life. Going on to the uh, the other side of it, too. Um, like the drug aspect of it, when you're talking about adrenochrome specifically. Um, you made reference earlier about uh, getting onto different like uh, vibrational planes and kind of being able to interact with different things when you're on uh, psychedelic substances. Um, there's not a lot of references as to what the euphoric uh, senses that you'd get from adrenochrome, but you know, in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, they almost kind of make it look like it's kind of like a psychedelic type of substance. Uh, that being said, do you think that, of course, there's like the regular blood, and then there's like the the fear, the fear-filled adre- like adre- adrenochrome, adrenaline blood. Do you think that it has a psychoactive effect on their mind where they can or they think that they are speaking to? gods or their gods and that's kind of like why they're entailing this message is because they have this like uh this speak to god moment when they're ingesting adrenochrome and then it kind of just like plays out the rest of them creating either a totally made up scenario because of a psychedelic substance or they actually are making a connection when they use adrenochrome i guess it depends on on many circumstances and understanding adrenochrome because yes it is a drug um, it's you, it's highly addictive as well. So not only is the psychedelic aspect of it, but the addiction side of it, because it's the combination of a, it's like a highly addictive LSD. And when you are under LSD, you become susceptible to programming, susceptible to brainwashing, susceptible to um, you know, and that's what their cults and these organizations, these secret societies, they're it's it's multi-layered they get new recruits they make them drink the adrenochrome then they can feed them the adrenochrome uh you know know, they get them addicted to it so now they'll always be at their mercy they their lifespans are physically shortened if they don't have the adrenochrome so it's leverage as well as they are now mentally more receptive to the brainwashing of the cult and the activities of the cult because the ends justify the means uh it's why say for example adrenochrome symbolism is like children and candy and like pizza and things like that because it becomes something that to them is so normal and and it it's there's many aspects to it like i said it's not just the effect of the drug it's it's everything that that goes around it the social setting the the fact that orgies are oftentimes performed with the adrenochrome usage adrenochrome is an aphrodisiac adrenochrome is a male stimulant it's a mostly a male stimulant it gives people very strong erections and um orgies especially popular in the very dark occult worlds of all politics and all religions uh they have this dark closet it's secret now that for example it's like it it like 
increases the the viability of it and the desirability of it in these circles. And this is not just uh, the the things that need to eat it to survive. We're not talking vampires who need the blood to survive. They need that adrenaline because they can't produce their own. And if they didn't have it, they would just die, you know. But because they have it, they live very long. We're talking about recreational humans using it, like humans in celebrity culture or occult culture who are using it to get high. Um, yes, you do need it to live. So if they don't have it, they will physically go through withdrawals like heroin, and they may suffer cardiac failure, seizures, etc. But while they're on it, I don't think it is connection to a divine being. I don't think it is connection to a, a higher being. I think it's a lower being. I think the blood forces them into a existential void and it frees them from their awareness of the existential debt that they're forming by doing this. I think it actually kills the soul it is the ego death that everyone is always talking about but in their case because they know that they are one not going to die but forever live in states of hell that this is the closest they will get to death which is the extinguishing of the psyche of the inner monologue of the voice inside your head, the conscience, that the blood, the adrenochrome actually kills that. And they operate as physical beings like animals. It almost kind of reminds me of LSD mixed with PCP at that point then, because they say that PCP pretty much gets rid of that voice of reasoning in your head. So it's like LSD and PCP mixed together on steroids. And assumably this is a whole level of control that there's, of course, the higher beings above it. And they're using this as an addictive substance to get the elites to be under their control. So we're looking at the elites like they're in control, but realistically there's more things above them and they're just slaves to those things. And they're using adrenochrome as something to enslave them. But we're looking at it from a different perspective because, you know, we can't achieve that thing. But realistically, you don't want to achieve that thing anyways, because, again, it's just another level of control over the elites. Well, yes, it is very complex in that way, and it's hard to explain because you're like, there are many things going on during this blood orgy. Like, let's say hypothetically, let's just like create the scenario: uh, DC PizzaGate blood orgy, right? Okay, so what the fuck is going on in these PizzaGate Pizza Comet fucking? Two th- remember 2016? Everyone does. Oh yeah, awesome. I was all over that. Uh, <laughs> nothing like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That shit was like fucking obvious, right? So you got PizzaGate, Comet Pizza. Uh, it's been memory hold to fuck, but you got James Alephantis there, all that stuff. I'm not saying James Alephantis was a fucking reptile. I am saying he's a pedophile, and he would like to fuck little kids in the ass. But the blood that they were drinking during the frazzle drip thing, that was a human sacrifice. The pizza sauce thing, that was something that was available there as a drug den, like an opium parlor an opium den where people junkies come to a central location to do this substance and it's safeguarded. Right. And it's extremely exclusive. So thus they have to pay into this power structure. They have to be initiated and allowed and invited. But once they're in this DC elite political elite thing, there's, there's everything from, the actual institutions themselves blackmailing and recording 
and using it to vet their agents as well as a safe spot to exchange uh, information and orders. They use it as a way to uh, ensure loyalty as well as reward or punish uh, you know, their own membership. Uh, these purely mundane and profane things like uh, you know, making sure that the dues are paid or making sure that uh, everyone's on the same page. Then you have the actual like Hillary Clinton committing a human what it's that was torture. It was a snuff film for her fetish, wearing the face of the child, right? That isn't because she's a reptile person. She's because it's a fucking pervert murderer, a super sadist, a psychosexual sadist, a uh, child killer who's drunk on power and is using this circle to ex to both submit her influence as well as explore her own desires, her own human desires, right? Human. As well as there were probably reptilians there. There were probably other negative extraterrestrials that are like, uh, what I've described, um, like black matter vampires, shadow people, jinn of various invisible qualities were all there, enjoying the chaos, enjoying the suffering, enjoying the murder, enjoying the actual physical blood, uh, the adrenochrome in the blood, but also the blood itself has DNA, and DNA is, it has light to it, it has an aura it has an energy it's not just adrenochrome it's everything from the growth hormones to the the white blood cells to plasma to um you know like i said there's so much information in a drop of blood that within that one drop of blood you could reconstruct the actual dna to, to have entire arc libraries worth of information and there is that being traded as well uh, people don't realize this. There are creatures that when they drink blood can inherit memories. They can inherit things like feelings and dreams. And they use that to further their goals and acting like human beings and creating this root life, which they don't have. They don't have feelings. They don't have emotions. They don't have histories. They don't, but they need those things within their systems. For whatever reasons, they need those things. That's in point of various things, like I said. Like so, while this is happening, I have these from people who are like in um, Aztec blood temple cults in modern day America, and they could be using the human sacrifice there to fulfill rites involving fertility. Are involving their solar worship or something. They could uh, be right next to, like shoulder to shoulder with just a psychosexual pedophile who wants just to watch a child die and then uh, abuse the corpse. They could be also in the same room with a reptilian hybrid who is feeding off the louche in the room from everybody. Like psychically just, just getting more powerful and high. They could be in the same room with a invisible djinn who is manipulating the whole situation simply to destroy more of his ancient enemy, the men, the, the human things, you know, the mankind. Uh, there could be multiple things going on, as well as 
the victims themselves having various degrees of importance. These people could be from various bloodlines. These people could have various blood type reasons for their sacrifice that are not immediately apparent or, or even um, properly understood or even known by anyone in the room. You know, like the, the reason why these kids are picked, the reason why anyone's picked or selected could be random circumstance. You were a homeless person. They needed a victim that night for the party. They just threw you in a van. And now you're going to get, you know, cut up in some hostile like type room, you know, by Hillary Clinton or somebody, you know, who was just going to like, you know, like that could have purpose. Like you were um, selected. See, they went off with the Hillary Clinton um, joke that fucking zapped them, zapped them. Censorship. Can't say certain names, but we're going to say them anyway. Fuck them. <laughs> it's going to be a fun thing. Yeah, but uh, I was gonna say, kicked us again. <laughs> of course, I, I eat the CIA up like candy. I love it exactly. This is all just validation that what I'm thinking about or what I'm getting to is is correct. That is, you can't think of it as one thing, and it's not. It's many things working together to create one thing. It's like a, it's like a puzzle made of puzzles. And each piece is a puzzle and each piece of that piece is a puzzle and it all creates one singular picture that I don't think anyone's ever really seen yet from this vantage point. And like I said, I have memories. I have my own intelligence on a situation, my own expertise and my own experience, but it's just mine. And it's only from my eyes. I don't have any knowledge outside of my own personal experience. And that there's a lot of things I'm still having to research too, like how could this all be uh, part of the same system and the plan and, and everything. It's not like it paints a good picture. It's not like it paints a positive picture about the universe or the world or, or even life itself, but it is an accurate picture of life. What's going on is that it's not black and white and it's not uh, one or the other. It's not us versus them. It is a like it is it is the same thing though that has always been happening since the days of the Aztecs when they were killing people on their temples for the pyramid with the sacrifices of the sun, since the days of the witch trials, since the days of the Roman Colosseum, since the days of uh you know the Persian Empire, it's always been happening like this where it's a combination of various factors from the human darkness to the inhuman predatory prey relationship or parasite prey relationship, that this is reality. This is the world we live in. So you got a little bit of a lag right at the end there. <laughs> but uh, I guess uh, since we're rolling at about about two hours here now, and uh, I know you could definitely go longer, but with the constant legs, uh, I guess it's probably a good part in the part in the conversation. We could take a pause until we do a part two. Um, I always like to leave with some uh, words of wisdom, and you know you've been preaching constant words of wisdom all night. But uh, if you'd like to briefly just make a make a quick words of wisdom that you'd like to bestow on the listeners, what would it be? 
Knowledge is power. And, you know, I'll keep it as short as that. Knowledge is power. And so never be afraid to know because the more power to you, it's the only way to free yourself from mental slavery is to face these truths and it's never to shut yourself off from it or to be, you know, if you're the, the, the first day you say, um, you know, it's unbelievable. That's the day they got you because, you know, it's, it's, there's so much to know that you have to start as fast as possible and you never get to, you never get, you never get enough. You'll never get all of it. You'll, you, it's like, it's like, you know, it's, it's the most important thing in the universe is knowledge. And all knowledge is based in truth. So knowledge is power because truth is power. And no matter what happens to you because of it, no matter what happens what after you know you learn it, no matter what changes you go through, um, as long as you keep to that tenet, that truth and knowledge are power, then then you'll be in the right direction for everybody who's thinking about doing this at home or starting to research or set out on making a podcast of their own or a YouTube channel. Um, just know that just, just have that all that there is really like to, to all of it, all human nature, all pursuit, everything is truth and knowledge. I, uh, Absolutely love everything that you, that you brought to the show today. And uh, for anybody else that enjoyed the conversation, and I'm sure they did because you have had so many truth bombs you've had to drop that I guarantee if you follow you, you're going to have constant new things popping up. And honestly, man, you're, you're just a plethora of knowledge and I can't get enough of what you have to say. But for anybody that wants to come and find your stuff, why don't you let them know where they can come find all your work at? One link to rule them all. That's Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. That brings up the directory of all my web activity, all my social media pages, my own uh, web page, podcast, uh, podpage.com slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. Uh, it's all available through Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan, all one word, all lowercase. Uh, we use Linktree uh, by now, but if you wanted to search on the engines, just Beyond Top Secret Texan, uh, I'm on that. I'm with that name on as many different channels as possible. Go to YouTube at Beyond Top Secret Texan. Go to Instagram at Beyond Top Secret Texan. You go to uh, TikTok at Beyond Top Secret Texan. All of it across the board, Beyond Top Secret Texan. So just search that name and you'll find my efforts. I have over 300 episodes on the podcast, over 500 episodes on the YouTube channel, uh, thousands of videos, social media. So if you want to binge watch or catch up or just, you know, really fall down a rabbit hole, definitely recommend the content that I've already created. You can check out the episodes on an archive. They go back, um, you know, to 2020. Same thing with the YouTube videos. When I started this three years ago, don't plan on stopping. So definitely uh, catch up while you can. And if you have questions, hit me up, feel free to DM me or anything, but chances are I've already spoken about or covered a subject that you want to talk about in those 500 plus episodes on YouTube or 300 plus episodes on the podcast. But, you know, definitely I will direct you, give you a link to any one of those episodes um, 
if, if it's relevant to your subject, just DM me on Instagram, DM me on Twitter. Always, uh, you know, to say you heard me here or say, you know, you're, you're following the channel and I'll always uh, have time to respond. So, yeah, you can also check me out on Telegram, all that good stuff. But Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan is, has all of it. I think, I think we're working out. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, really appreciate you making the time to come on the show today, man. And I'm really looking forward to the next time we get to have a conversation. No problem. Yeah, definitely invite me on uh, round two or uh, invite me to the other program and uh, definitely to be down for that. Appreciate it, man. If anybody is interested in sponsoring the show or they feel that they have anything at all they can contribute to the show, please don't hesitate to shoot me a message. Also, if you guys are researchers or experiencers of any strange phenomenon, I would definitely love to have a conversation with you on the show. So uh, so feel free to shoot me a message or shoot me an email. Uh, you can email me at inquiriesofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com or you can also go to the link tree and there's a submission form up at the top that'll go directly into my email. Uh, if you do email me, please uh, check your spam folders or your junk folders just to make sure that nothing got pushed that way because more often than not, it uh, seems to get pushed that way, unfortunately. Uh, or you can shoot me a message on Instagram. That's definitely the one I'm the most active on. Uh, all the links that I've mentioned, all available under the link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash increase of our reality podcast. And with that, hope you guys enjoyed the show. And I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.